0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Undeniable Future podcast. Today we got Lee, of course, here. Steve here. What up, what up? How you doing, man? I'm
1: doing great, man. Fantastic week.
0: It's been an interesting week for sure. Um, yeah. Something happened that it was a year overdue, it feels like. And uh, people were very were waiting on the end of this trial. Uh, we ourselves didn't really speak about, didn't really think about making this out, putting this on the podcast up until the end of the trial, because a lot of things go on during a trial. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, But the verdict came out and they gave this guy three guilties, guilty, guilty, guilty. And I, it, it seems like, the right the thing that was supposed to happen finally happened with a lot of these cases people feel like the police officers are covered and it is uh difficult to get a guilty verdict on a police officer when it is obvious that they've done something terrible something wrong mm-hmm. that people the people generally disagree with yeah but it was it was nice this time to to see that uh the what mo- What the population wanted, what most people thought was supposed to happen, actually happened. Yeah, because you're supposed to be judged by a jury of your peers, and you know, people. A lot of people were talking about the uh, the times we're in and how it affects the trial. As long as it's, as long as that trial is going to happen, it's going to affect. You know, what I'm saying it's going to affect what's going on in the streets, and the streets are going to affect that trial. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that point, really, because the fact that it, it's the Derek Chauvin-George Floyd trial is going to make the streets go wild anyways. Yeah. So trying to get it suspended or to make it later, it, I don't think it would have changed much, personally.
1: Well, I, I, I think this this trial, like what made this trial really uh, special, I guess, for lack of a better term, was um, the time that it happened. Right, mm. uh during the pandemic, where most people are frustrated with uh the sickness uh the um, lack of activities or people losing work mm. uh people having to stay home and all these phases that we've been going through back and forth with the uh loss of the government and being told that um being restricted, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, yeah. That's the time when this uh, event took place. Sad to watch uh, for people that did watch. I, I still haven't got around to watching the whole video. I think I've only seen clips I've been shown through like uh, the news and stuff like that. I haven't really sat down and watched the whole uh, video because I'm like, why would I put myself through
0: that? Um, uh, yeah, watching the whole nine minute video. That's tough, first of all, but like. It's a bit in our face, though.
2: They and that's the, that.
0: that's the tough part, right? There was right after it happened, you couldn't even really watch TV on a lot of these channels that, you know, it's supposed to be like family friendly television. And I was like, this is probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it, it, it's watching a murder really. Mm-hmm. Now we can, now I can actually sit here and say it was a murder because the, the trial has happened. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it was disgust It was disgusting to watch, and it didn't matter whether you were Republican, Democrat, Black, White. It didn't matter at the hey. time when it happened. Everybody was pissed off, and they were like, "This cop deserves to go to jail." Yep. I think that. I think that, and the trial being finished, us going th- like people going through that, and I would say us really. It's like the world going through that, watching America go through that, watching all the protests everywhere for mm-hmm. this one for this guy right and it was it was really amazing i think it's one of those things that changed the world um before you and i had pretty much agreed before we're like now nah, this guy's going to jail this guy's going to jail forever yeah we didn't think he was going to get out and the reason i didn't think he was going to get out is because of all the social pressure that's on those jurors to be honest the pressure to do something historical Right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's huge. That's huge. And also knowing just how disgusting what you watched was. Yeah. And all and I was amazed hearing the hearing the lawyers for Joy um, Derek Chauvin. For George Floyd. Oh. I was a, I was amazed hearing them at the end, all he said was, believe what you saw. That's what he said to the jury at the end. Was what you saw, believe that. <laughs> yo and i was like man that's that's how disgusting this really was that we all saw it and we all knew this is wrong period there's no way there's no way around this one.
1: i think this case uh was special um hmm. for lack of a better term because of when it happened right mm-hmm. uh, usually when these things happen it's between uh people's busy lives so you got people going to work people worried about all these other things people are not sitting down like Watching the mm-hmm. news, sometimes you, you finish a shift and you come back home. So people, a lot of people don't turn on the news. They want to, they want to, you know, yeah. relax, and you want to watch a basketball game or something on on TV. But this happened during the pandemic, where a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people were being restricted uh, on on their movements and stuff like that. And then couple that with the Breonna Taylor case that happened, I think, right after that. Yeah. So that flame was just like burning throughout the whole trial phase that like even from the, from the date happened through mm-hmm. like the whole protests and everything, like it impacted the world over. Like you watch, I watch European soccer every weekend. Mm-hmm. And until this day, these people are still taking the knee before the whistle. Uh, I think English mm-hmm. soccer is doing that uh, more than the other leagues. I haven't, I, I haven't watched other leagues. It really don't matter, but um, <laughs> English soccer, they've been doing this uh, throughout the whole pandemic, ever since it's, the whole George Floyd thing, ever since the protests, It's uh, changed, changed the entire
0: changed. culture of the
1: world. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And the, the voice and and, and and allowing people to be bolder against racism because of how comfortable Derek Chauvin looked on the neck of uh, George Floyd for nine minutes or eight and a half minutes. I'm not sure which one it was, but it was a long mm-hmm. time. Right. And yeah, so the, the, the timing of it, with what was going on with the pandemic and everybody being so frustrated. I think that is what fueled and also, like you said, pressured the jury to come to, I guess, the right decision. Like uh, (laughs) a president, (laughs) like the the, the president would say. Like the president would say, you know what I'm saying? Because, Hmm. and he had to say that because he was aware that any other outcome that was not the conviction of uh, Derek Chauvin on any of mm-hmm. those um, charges that he had would lead to chaos because you just, just.
0: I, yeah. I would push back on that a little bit, right? right. Because yeah. politicians, when they say things and do things, they know why they're doing it mm-hmm. and they know who they're saying it to, mm-hmm. what demographic it's supposed to be it's supposed to be targeted towards. So Maxine Waters and Joe Biden, in my opinion, this guy, he was gonna get guilty, guilty, guilty anyways. I legitimately believe that. But they had a responsibility to allow this case to just be what it was without muddling it. The only reason I I, I am unhappy with them saying that is because it gives the people who are who, who who disagree with them fire to just say something back, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it plays into that division game. And I I really think this moment is cultural and culture is upstream to politics. Culture, when culture changes, politicians have to move with the culture. <laughs> right? It's true. So uh, like um uh barack obama ended up saying hey uh i support gay rights i really want to support gay rights and get gay marriage out there but at that point the entire country was pretty much at a point where they're like who at this point is against gay rights like nobody <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so the culture had already shifted this is, this, this, the politicians this, this, now had to make a move
1: there's a core uh, i guess uh part of the country that still believes in the Christian values and uh, the uh, the very anti gay uh, rhetoric that has been perpetuated in certain circles, mm. right? But then you got to look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. As a politician, numbers and and I guess like you said, where the culture is going, right? Yeah. So yeah. if if you're the last one to get on board, that that's going to be the, mm-hmm. the the legacy that you leave behind to be the president that denied gay people. Uh, the right to get married at a time where everybody else, like Hollywood was accepting it. The music industry was exactly uh, was promoting it. Um, all, all these things that has, have been like, and we also don't want to limit, uh, I guess, gay people to Hollywood and the music industry, but just regular people in everyday lives, they were living and mm. coming out and, and, and there was so many support groups for LGBTQ
0: communities and there was movements, right? Yeah. Um,
1: same thing with uh, BLM.
0: Yeah, and that, So it's the exact same thing with BLM. I think BLM as a movement is far larger than politics. It's mm-hmm. far larger than anything that could be in the political sphere, right? It's as big as the... the, the it's BLM. a cultural change. It's as big as the founder's house. <laughs> it, houses. houses. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's massive. But... <laughs> <laughs> but exactly like you're saying right i think this is a big culture change that is happening in Mm -hmm. america Mm -hmm. people have now most of the country has now gotten the point where they're saying hey we're tired of seeing all these black deaths all these cops killing people and that and and that is something that was going to happen you're definitely right when it comes to the coronavirus the coronavirus sped up a lot of things mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah. and the, the this beef was already here ferguson was really the fir- when it went that like started the flame but when the coronavirus happened people are at home they're mad and the police are still killing us yo we're gonna hit the streets this is this is getting ridiculous yeah i to right? do today yeah yeah this is getting ridiculous exactly <laughs> yeah so so definitely th- those things uh change a lot when I hear Joe Biden or Maxine Waters speaking, in my mind, I just think they're politicians. They're trying to make moves that they think are going to get them reelected or are going to help them pass some bill at the end of the day. And yeah. Are uh, the Maxine
1: Waters, is, is it when she's outside with a bunch of people and she's giving the like, interview? Is that when she made the comments? Yeah. I, I have a clip here. I just want to hear what she said. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. All right. Difficult
2: time. In the history of this country, uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, people of color uh, have been killed too often, unarmed young men, in particular black men, have been killed, uh, we know that we're now coming to the end of the George Floyd trial and that i uh, suppose the closing <laughs> arguments are going to be made on that case uh coming monday and we're really just almost at Man, they got the
0: hbcus in the of back or something <laughs> <with laughs> it's going heavy
2: and, uh dante right Um uh, culture like we wrote, said <laughs> and that um we have to persist in calling for justice We have to let people know that we're not going to be satisfied unless we get justice in these cases. And so I just could not sleep, I could not rest, I could not be uh, satisfied without coming here uh, to let the family know and the friends know and the people of this community know and all those who have organized for justice know that I stand with you and I'm going to stand not only with you but continue to fight in every
0: way that I can for justice, for justice. That's what she said? Yeah, I think they, uh, I don't know if- They clipped it? If they clipped the part where she said it, but um, she says exactly in the same tone as she says right there. Mm -hmm. She says, we have to, you know, if we don't get the result we want, I believe. She said, if we don't get the result we want, we have to continue to be in the streets. We have to continue to be confrontational.
1: Oh, I see. I see the clip, but it's ten minutes long, so I don't know. If that yeah. Clip, yeah, yeah. Well, just good.
0: Yeah. Uh, she was on a roll. So, what people who obviously just don't like Maxine Waters on the other political side, or that want something to be angry about, <laughs> yeah. said what we're mad about was when she said, um,
1: "Be confrontational."
0: Be confrontational. Mm-hmm. When people speak, I it's important that we understand like the inflection they said it with just words. There's a reason why texting isn't the same as like talking to somebody or having somebody in front of you. The way she said it didn't seem like she was, in, in, in my opinion, didn't seem like she was telling people go out in the streets and start firing the police. It didn't sound like that at all. But, you know, and all the news stories were like, yo, Maxine Waters Some people be confrontational. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Tucker Carlson's game. He was probably yo, you said he's what? excited. He was like, yeah, what'd you say? I want to break that right? word down. Um, But Maxine Waters is a politician at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. She understands what her words mean. She knew that if she was going to be there, a camera was going to be in her face and she was going to speak. And then she spoke improperly, so I hold her accountable. <laughs> yeah. you know uh, to me it's that easy i guess other people that might be like nah you know people are just trying to at the end of the day she's responsible for what she says she could have spoke better um she could have used different language right she could have used different words that that so, aren't so confrontational you know what i'm saying <laughs> That's.
1: A, i think one of the issues that we we face or that black americans face is i'm not gonna say we Right. That black American's face, especially when it comes to these cases, like I think you've seen the, the witness, the black guy that was there. He had like a it was balding the a young dude that was balding, the guy that was yelling at the mm. police officer. Yeah, forgot his name, but uh, uh. they kept asking him if he called him like uh, he, he kept repeating like the words he used when Derek Chauvin was on George Floyd's knee. And they were like, mm-hmm. you, you were you being angry? Right, and try to paint him as like the angry black man who was confronting the police and maybe escalating the situation or, mm. or whatever. Right, we have to be able to differentiate between reckless anger and justified anger. And I think in that situation, for him to be angry and using a tone that's not the most respectful with someone who has his knee on somebody's neck for however long it had been when he got there or when he get, he got to that point. Um, how dismissive some of the police were, not really uh, uh attending to the, the person they were arresting, but trying to disperse the crowd that was building up. um, All that stuff builds up, right? And yeah. you get angry, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think anger has been weaponized now. So for her, even if she said those words out of... Anger and frustration as a politician, I think it's it's fair. I, I, sure
0: I don't know about I don't know about fair.
1: I, I don't think we should demonize people for having emotions.
0: I don't think that that's that's why. Like, I think. Am you, I saying she she she's right. inside violence? No, she's we, we, violence need a, we need to we need to context, like you were saying. Everything needs to be contextualized. Exactly. She wasn't, from what I, from the way I heard her speaking, she was not trying to be to get people she wasn't inciting violence like you're saying Mm -hmm. right the the way she said it matters and what she meant to what her total message also her total message also matters yeah but if you're a politician your job is to speak with a mic in your face that's your job yeah so you better know the right words to say
1: but you got to know that you got to understand the the environment too you got to read the
0: room and if everybody
1: is protesting and everybody is is hype and everybody is upset you're not going to get up there and be all
0: happy and and, and go lucky about it i get that i get that i'm all i'm saying is if you speak improperly people come after you 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 deserve that because yeah but then spoken properly what does confrontational mean
1: like does she mean legally we have to be confrontational does he mean we have to take and be be able to hold these people account accountable. We'd have to and ask Maxine that Waters. That's what I'm saying. So confrontation can yeah. mean anything in any context, which she could actually Which is why which is
0: why it was not a solid word to use in that situation. She could have used another word. Yeah, but that, you you that, that, that. that can't be that people won't look at and be like, oh, what does that mean? What does she mean by confrontational? That's exactly the problem is that no, you can say that.
1: I think that's more of a reflection on on the person reacting
0: ah i don't know
1: yeah so if, if 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 someone says hey we should be confrontational about the situation right mm. i think if you are pro what's happening you understand what that message means and if you are a civil person who understands how the 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 the, the, the court system works and how you're supposed to approach and, and and take things to the next level whatever it is and bring it up to supreme mm. court whatever whatever st- whatever the stages are right mm. You got to be comfortable. Don't, don't be laid back and wait for somebody else. You got to go like face-to-face and the- up front with it, right? Yeah. But then I, if you're a violent yeah. person or someone who perceives people who look like her or the people that have spread this message as violent, I think you will take it as, oh, these people are mobilizing to start something violent. So I feel like... No,
0: I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you there. The mm-hmm. people who are against her, I don't seriously from the way i see it i don't believe they are serious they seriously think she meant to incite violence
1: then why, why? are they they're just, just using they're, they're just
0: using her words yeah and then being like you shouldn't speak like that because it can be a problem and then they're like okay we're going to censure you because you shouldn't speak like that or we're going to try to censure you in congress
1: so so they're, so they're taking advantage of what she said to to, to, to for,
0: for a political attack yes
1: But then th- Okay, so now it's up to us to determine whether they're doing it for political gain or that's exactly how they feel about people that look like her using yeah. words like that and how they perceive those words. What do you mean, people that
0: look like her? That she's like a black woman? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it that is that she's a black woman. I think it's just the word confrontational is not really a smart word to use when people are actually fighting the police in some areas of the protest you're in, right? So. You should probably use better words. That's all I'm saying. What I'm saying, right? it's, it's the, heat of the moment. You're, you're, she's you're, smart enough. She's it's not, not just. It's not just heat of the moment. If you're a politician, you can't be in the heat of the moment. No, but she's, she's in a <laughs> protest. That's what I'm saying. But she's, she's not, a politician. We she's we, not we, we understand. The house.
1: She's not reading off a pamphlet. She's she's saying yeah. these things that have been, questions that are being asked, and she's responding to them. Right? Yeah. And and I guess because of that atmosphere and the environment that has influence. Yes, she's supposed to have. I guess the composure
0: to be able to maintain. She knows a mic is in her face. Yeah, but she knows she knows the words coming out of her mouth. She knows that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying is you know what I'm saying is we can't. What I'm saying is we can't give her just a buy because we're saying ah, you know what, she was in the situation that was tough because we can't give politicians buys like that. Once we do that, they they'll say every situation is tough. No, but what I'm saying, (laughs) but but what I'm saying is someone to look at the
1: situation right mm-hmm. Derek chauvin uh, uh a verdict just came out or oh, it was about yeah. to come out that was before i think she was talking about the the trial being uh, uh, the closing arguments about to, to 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 wrap up right yeah so before before the verdict has come out and you have a politician there who is saying words and you're against it you're gonna look for stuff to attack this person with absolutely right? whether she says the right thing or not the fact yep. that she was there and the fact that she was in solidarity with a movement that a lot of Americans don't agree with, <coughs> right? We have, we, have to, we, have, we have to also understand that a lot of Americans don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement.
0: Yeah, like right? most movements during their time. Exactly. So yeah.
1: for you to be a politician in that time, whatever you say, has she said confrontational? you she said whatever she said? They were going to find something to to to, to pin on her to try to damage that. Image. I have, okay, I have... I
0: have... I guess in this situation. I have a question going deeper into this then for Okay. You. Who gains more from Maxine Waters showing up to the protest? Maxine Waters or the protesters, the movement, whatever you want to call it. Who gains more, Maxine Waters or the protesters? Um, politically, Maxine Waters, but
1: I guess during the trial, having... Uh uh, 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 High profile figures show up In support of one side Can be swaying for If, if, if I vote for Maxine Waters And she's in the crowd protesting And I'm in the mm. jury I'm probably going to
0: side with her So the reason I asked that question is Obviously Maxine Waters Like we said These people understand the situation They have very good situational awareness That's why they're in the positions they're in mm-hmm. She understands that being there a mic is going to be in her face she's going to be in front of protesters that she's that that looks that looks a certain way she understands that yeah. so knowing all of that i'm not just going to then give her give her the benefit of the doubt that she used the word confrontational because then i'm like look come on you knew but, all but, of this but, but so you knew the exact situation you're in but and you're going to tell me that, now that it, so use a better word all i'm saying is she could have used a better word it's easy to just be like I think even for her, if she was back in that situation right now, I would assume she would have used just a different yeah, I mean,
1: word. You don't, you don't want
0: that kind of publicity because you don't want right. to bring publicity on yourself for something that has nothing to do with you, especially exactly. if she's legitimately trying to help the cause.
1: Yeah, so I'm saying so. Like right? obviously, I feel like she would have changed it, but I think, uh, um, her going there and, and 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 I guess having that moment, knowing that the the press is going to be in her face, and she's gonna have a mic in her face and the camera. She's gonna say all mm-hmm. these things, and people are gonna react. I think mm-hmm. that actually helps her in the case that she's not trying to incite violence. Is someone who's in Congress, right?
0: I get so, what you said. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I feel like that would actually be the defense for like, why would I, as, as a city 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 Congresswoman, go uh, to a rally and incite
0: violence? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think she was inciting violence legitimately. Yeah. Like, right? So, I don't that as a politician, the things that 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 um, you're saying words matter, yes. And the reason exactly what Joe Biden is always says, words matter, right? Like, words matter. And he was and he said that it was important that he said that because that was like one of the biggest differences between him and his opponent who was terrible at using words. When you say things, Eh, you can be. (laughs) <laughs> or awesome, whichever way you look at it, and whatever side you're on at the I time. I miss him, man. <laughs> I I think a lot of people do, and I think the people who miss him most are uh, those that creators. are those that worked very hard to to bring his name down more than anything, which I, which is funny now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
1: it, the content creators loved Donald Trump. I feel like when uh, Trevor Noah's Daily Show comes back, or I don't know if it's on, it's not gonna have as much interesting content with with biden in there but no i totally i totally hear your (laughs) point about uh maxine waters and uh we also had another celebrity who who spoke out about this Mm. um i guess in your opinion one of the best (laughs) one of the best players yeah that's how you're gonna
0: serve (laughs) one. (laughs) one of the best players yeah, uh,
1: to ever grace the court, the NBA court, uh, Mr. LeBron James. The best of all time,
0: bro. Have some respect.
1: That's your opinion. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I stand strong behind what I say on whatever podcast it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, no problem. No problem. Hey, But yeah, what LeBron said, what LeBron mm-hmm. said, you know, I'll be consistent with exactly what I believe, because that's it's the same. LeBron knows the position he's in. He knows how much power he has. And putting something out there that's that vague. For those of you that didn't see this, he tweeted out um, a photo of the face of the police officer that had just killed, what's her name? Makaya Bryant. Makaya Bryant from uh, uh, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Yes, yeah. So the police officer that had just shot her he lebron went i i guess went out of his way to post a picture of this guy and then he put in in, in all caps and anytime people use all caps i'm it's in, i'm interested it gets crazy
2: mm-hmm.
0: in all caps he put you're next that is disgusting in my in my personal opinion that's just gross man you can't do that king james that's wrong because he understands He's somebody who who has a lot of clout. He's and media trained too. He's media trained as well. So he has, like we said, Maxine doesn't get the excuse. This guy doesn't get the excuse. He's he's shown a bias before for his own pockets that we've seen with the China story. Mm-hmm. So when he says stuff like this, it's like, bro, one that's so dangerous. You never know how somebody could take those words. and what they what they might commit what they might do Mm -hmm. right it's such a dangerous thing to put out there and there are very few people with lebron james following so you're putting this out into the world and this police officer's already (laughs) let's be honest he's already probably scared for his life can't really go anywhere yeah, Baller Alert and all these uh,
1: social media sites have put his name out there. They got all the information. I don't know how, yeah. but they did. Hey. they're putting it out there. So having... But someone- he's,
0: yeah, he's probably scared for his life right now, right? Yeah. He's scared for his life, legitimately scared for his life. But he shouldn't be because whatever happened to presuming people innocent until proven guilty? <laughs> Like I, earlier in this podcast, I called Derek Chauvin a murderer. I haven't said those words until now because I, I honestly wanted to wait until he faced the ju- like faced a jury, and they said this dude's guilty. And I'm like, "Yo, this guy's a murderer." But you have to at least allow that person their time in court or their day in court, right? Um, Isn't that what's fair?
1: Yeah, that's what's fair. I'm looking at the. At the screenshot that you sent into the group chat uh, with LeBron James, oh, I, I I just noticed that it was from Fox News. Uh, it's, it's foxnews.com. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the the headline.
0: I get scared then- on this podcast anytime somebody says, "I'm looking at this thing that you put in the group <laughs> message." <laughs> well, you you pass the information to me. Oh, I don't,
1: I don't follow LeBron James, so yeah. Go ahead.
0: Go
1: ahead. <laughs> um. Uh, the the, the headline from uh, Fox News says, LeBron James now deleted tweet targets officer in Ohio police shooting. And in quotes, it says uh, you're next. Then the subtext says, body cam video shows Makaya Bryant charging at another female with what appears to be a knife. (laughs) So, you understand what journalism is. You understand how these people write, how they present their cases, how they present the news to people. They want to shape an opinion for the reader, right? Mm-hmm. They want you to 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 go there already having a picture and then they're gonna explain whatever they explain, but expounding on what they've already given you. So mm-hmm. LeBron James now deleted a tweet, right? That's not that's not something that's just there, it's deleted, yes, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Any any celebrity deleting something off the internet sounds like the dumbest thing ever, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But doesn't it just just sound stupid? It does you're not deleting uh, anything it's there I mean, bro it's not going anywhere <laughs> it depends like there was that raiders tweet from the other day that says i can
1: bring it. Oh, right that was like terrible yeah that one should have been deleted. Like like would have like yo we just just keep it moving though
0: yeah we were yeah i was kind of like when are they going to actually delete this they yeah, then they exactly. then they pinned it yeah and i was like oh bruh okay
1: they're getting cloud man they were getting the views they wanted um so, the, the subtext here is what's really, uh, I guess, caught my eye. It's like body cam video shows Makai O'Brien charging another female with, with what appears to be a knife, which is absolutely true, right? Mm-hmm. I watched the video and I seen it. Uh, she looked like she was charging this girl with a knife. But the reason why that's so important is because LeBron James is known to him. I think he's one of the most uh, uh, vocal, outspoken. Um, outspoken people for yes. the Black Lives Matter or or like players' rights in the NBA, um, uh, college S- co- college, S- college athletes' uh, pay. <laughs> Self-acclaimed activists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So for them now to say that he targeted a police officer and then the person who was being, or well, the person who got shot was actually charging somebody with a knife, right? Mm. With LeBron's association with Black Lives Matter and, and how he speaks up against police violence or whatever, He's supposed to paint an image of who LeBron James is as someone who is targeting police officers who doing their job because the person who got shot was actually charging as someone that was about to kill someone or hurt someone with a knife. And mm-hmm. it's it's incredible that they 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 I, I just noticed that there. I wanted to point that out. But then the tweet that we want to talk about is a second one that he did, which he says, uh, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took to I took the tweet down because it's being used. To create more hate, this isn't about one officer; it's about the entire system. And they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability, and accountability is in like caps. That's that's a tweet that he said. I guess the clean up tweet uh, to the your next one. So, what do you think about that? As a proud King James fan, seeing this in happen. Uh, For someone who has been so vocal about Black Lives Matter uh, before to go and put that tweet out there, knowing, like you said, how people will perceive certain tweets or certain things without context, and then coming out and saying uh, this piece to clean it
0: up. From what I've seen in the past, uh, when it comes to movements, especially movements that have to do with uh, like Black American movements in America. Mm-hmm. For them to be successful, you have to find a way to keep the moral high ground. You're only 15% of the population of the country. For you to get anything done, you need to bring white people along with you. You have to. That's just, that's just how it is. Unless you're talking about separation, there are some people who believe in complete separation. That's something else. Yeah. But to be successful as a movement, you have to make sure you have you keep this moral standard, but that's how you keep people along your movement. The second it, 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 people look at it and they start to question whether what you're doing is right, the movement loses its its fervor and it also loses its level of acceptability to people, to the general population. So if LeBron wants to represent this movement as he says he wants to, he, he has to understand it's, what he says matters a lot. And he's, and he's somebody who says that he's for BLM. I'm sure BLM loves LeBron James helping out because the numbers, it's a movement at the end of the day, you need people to move this movement, right? The numbers, LeBron cannot go out and say things that will damage the movement. And this, in my opinion, is 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 one of those things you have to be careful what you say yep because and i'm not saying that the movement because he said this it's completely lost its moral high ground for sure yeah no but what i'm saying is it has to limit these types of things from happening they will happen here and there because wild people exist they're going to say Mm -hmm. wild things Mm -hmm. but if you're somebody as big as lebron james you have to understand that's why he he tweeted again to backtrack obviously He had to say something after that you can't say that and then people are going to be like well what is your movement about is it just you against the police it's just like you know it, it changes it changes the way especially people who are against what you're doing how they view how they view what it is you're trying to achieve
1: yep and the situation again is very unique in the sense that uh we just had uh one of the few Convictions of a police officer in a in 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 a I guess a very divisive case, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And with the the the, the verdict going in the favor of what most people consider, uh, I guess, Black Lives Matter movement or or just the minorities or people were were, were pro-defund the police and this is what we've been saying and this is the verdict that we're talking about, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Him saying you're next three days after the verdict came down could be attributed to the fact that, oh, we just got somebody else convicted for killing a black person, you're next. Absolutely. And I think that's what he was talking about. (laughs) But then the person that you're talking about and you put the face just killed someone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just killed someone. So you saying you're next could also be interpreted by people who I guess can be looking at it on the surface, be like, Oh, does he mean that the guy's about to die next? Is he like, yeah. he's putting a green light on this officer? Is he targeted? Like, like the article say target, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that's where now I guess I, I have to agree with your point that you're talking about Maxine uh waters on saying that you're aware of what you're saying. But then the difference now is LeBron is not in front of a camera. Wherever yeah. it is, whether it's practice or physio or in the comfort of his own home, whatever he's doing while he's not doing his uh, uh uh his move. You know that move? He's in his he's in his mansion, bro. You, you know that move he does, the fake three?
0: Oh yeah, stop that. <laughs> but lebron lebron is is in his mansion in his high castle mm-hmm. rich telling people he's desperate that's why he's tweeting stuff like this come on he's
1: desperate man. for more
0: accountability come on man. come on i don't think that has
1: anything to do with accountability i think he can't be desperate for co- accountability
0: i think it does because lebron isn't when you make enough money you reach a social st- a social place where the color of your skin doesn't legitimately affect how you act every single like if you have uh, a a a mansion it's difficult for people who actually have to deal with police every single day in their mm-hmm. neighborhoods right and and are actually scared and you live up in your mansion you can tell people like bro i'm desperate for change Now you can't say desperate so, so we, <laughs> you can't tell look, me you're desperate.
1: We, we got to look at all possibilities here, right? LeBron is someone who has expressed interest in one day wanting to own a franchise in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, right. And we all know how uh that boys' club is. i,
0: I All every league is a boys' club for sure. So, for
1: sure. so, so establishing yourself as someone who has constantly been for the people, uh constantly being on the people's side, and and trying to. you know what I'm saying? When that time comes for him to retire and want to advance into that, it's going to be hard for them to be like, yeah, LeBron, we don't want you here because now he has a track record of fighting racism and you keeping him out will look like you're doing that because of that. And that will paint a bad picture on them. I I don't know if that's a long game he's playing. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But this is, yeah, this is one (laughs) of those things. He says he's an activist. As an activist, you care about the movement that you're part of. And he seems to be connect himself strongly with this movement. If you care, you protect your movement. Protect what it's about. Protect what your goal is. And you got to protect that all the way through. Because if you don't, like we're saying with Maxine Waters, the people who are going to be against you aren't people who legitimately are against what you're trying to say and what you're trying to do they're people who are just looking for chinks in your armor Yep. that's all they care about so it's important that he's got to like he's got to stay he's got to stay on the up and up can, can we talk about the
1: difference in like the 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 activism from these high profile uh athletes and, and, and you know like and like seen- what and like civil rights era real activists so I'm um, no, I'm not real not real <laughs> activists. I'm not gonna say real activist to anyone. I was gonna either, say, right? man, because I wanna
0: see I wanna see LeBron go up against the water gun, bro, and the dogs.
1: So that's what I'm saying. So we have like the the Muhammad Ali's who yeah. uh put the money to the side and let whatever they stood for be uh what they were known for mm-hmm. in, in in their respective sport at the time when um
0: people weren't making this much money in sports muhammad ali muhammad ali dropped boxing because the the commission would not allow him to box just for his movement so there's a lot of things that -hmm. you got to really lebron says muhammad ali is his biggest hero and historically like muhammad ali is totally different what muhammad ali did is totally different than what's going on today
1: so what I'm saying so the, yeah. the climate is gonna be different, the activism is gonna be different, like mm-hmm. the way the access to media that we have, like LeBron James going on Twitter, putting a, yeah. a tweet up and then deleting it, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that we also have to take into account. We live in an era where we have access to millions of people at the touch of our, our fingers, right? At yeah. least he at, does. At, oh yeah, him at the tip of our fingers, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas Muhammad Ali could have thought something like that. But mm-hmm.
0: then uh, you got to go, find a camera and microphone somewhere. Exactly. You got to go yeah.
1: and, and have a press conference whereby you have time to think about this. And then you have to you curate your words properly when you go and find a camera and have all these quotes. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when you're playing basketball every day, you got a game today, you got a game in two days, you got a game the next day and whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. after every single game, they're asking you, oh, what do you think about um, the recent uh, verdict on the case? Or what do you think about the situation? Whatever. And and you, you gotta be on the fly. I think and and we judge. I think I feel like, and and this is in support of LeBron, actually. So you can you can note this down, Lee. I know hey, go right, ahead, man. Go ahead, bro. Me, right, but yeah, I, think bro, we, I'm, I'm typing. Don't worry. You put them under such such, such, such so much pressure mm-hmm. because we have we will compare him to Muhammad Ali. But Muhammad Ali didn't have this much media in his face during the time when he was doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron has a brand that has to keep going. He tweets all the time. Uh, he mm-hmm. shares stuff. He He's just a regular guy, uh, uh, I guess, on social media. He's posting stuff with his family. He's retweeting uh, skits made about him. He's sharing songs. He's bumping. We make fun of the way he hypes up people's music in his car or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? He's, he's just a regular guy. Like you, you wouldn't get that from Muhammad Ali because at the time, there was none of that from celebrities with people you seeing him do regular everyday stuff. So mm-hmm. when LeBron shares his regular everyday opinion, it gets taken as, oh, <laughs> you, yeah. got, you got 50 million followers or whatever it is that he has.
0: So the reason why what LeBron did for those that aren't on Twitter or on uh like Reddit and forums like that, where people just kind of say whatever they want, Um, (laughs) there's a lot of there's this thing called doxing and it happens a lot in like people who speak politically in the political sphere something that you know us as podcasters also to some extent have to be afraid of if we say something super stupid and it goes crazy Mm -hmm. doxing is when people on the internet find out your personal information and they put you out there Nobody has as big a platform as LeBron James. And what he essentially did was dox this guy. Straight up. Right? It, it, it's sending your followers, people who care about you, and sending them to on, on on a mission, but not directly telling them, like, yo, this dude right here, this is the guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even, if, even if you're what he meant to say was. You're the next that's going to be in jail for a really long time, or yeah. that's going to be the next Derek Chauvin. You you put yourself up there like that, even if that's what he meant to say. It wasn't. He should have been clear about it then. Then use more words, and you don't have to capitalize everything. I don't know, but like, yeah, there's no,
1: there's no reason. But we we gotta we gotta we gotta look at what he has been uh, posting the last couple of days. Um, he posted accountability yesterday,
0: right? In um, all caps, just accountability.
1: Yeah, just accountability in all caps.
0: That's a that's that's some Nike, that's some Nike level marketing right there. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and then and then he retweeted the Las Vegas uh, Raiders tweet. I can't breathe one, and he says, "This is okay. real." Nah, man, this ain't it at all. The F, right? Okay. Like a uh, uh shake my head emoji, and then he—the F like,
0: was just an F, or like he actually put the word. And he put like uh, a. Uh, oh, like an. Uh, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he He's got to be family stuff. friendly, bro. He plays. He he, yeah, he, he plays in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, come yeah on. Sure. Go ahead.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh he tweeted a video. Uh, I'm not sure who's this. It's a more than a vote. And then he said, this is hours after the verdict. Do not stop. We cannot let up. uh, Not for one second. Voter suppression is racism. Accountability. Hashtag accountability in caps again, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when he tweeted that you're next. And then he came back and uh, cleaned it up with uh, the tweets that we ended up reading. Okay. So he has been on this trail of talking about accountability and stuff like that, right? So yeah. I guess the context of what he was saying, the saying you're next, it falls in line with what he was tweeting about. But then if you don't and just take that single tweet out of context, then yeah. you can run with whatever you want.
0: I I get what I, I get you I get what you're saying. But then I always go back to like they know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> hey. right? He knows what he's doing. He has um I'm sure he has an actual social media team. So if he's going to put something out there, mm-hmm. he might have he even talked to a couple of people about this before. He was like, yeah, I'm going to put this out there. But I'm sure even with a social media team, if he's like, yo, man, I'm a, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this guy up there and I'm going to be like, you know what? You're next. Let him know. They're going to just be like, yeah, LeBron, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Man, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> give me my paycheck. I don't That's care. it. That's it right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure you put your him in caps. Yeah, <laughs> like four information points
0: after that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they you're next. <laughs> they're there for the paycheck, and they're gonna be there to pretty much put whatever LeBron wants to put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I at the end of the day, like I said, he, he everything he put out, he 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 put he says we, but he's referring to himself as a part of this movement. He says, we can't let up. We can't stop, right? So and knowing LeBron's, and I want to say this, but it's important. Knowing what LeBron's done in the community, um, whether it's the I Promise School, whether it's the various amount of uh, philanthropies that he helps out with, he does a lot of work. That's why I take it to the point where I'm like, man, you care about this. This is important to you. Don't mess this up. right Uh, that's where i take it a lot of people are like like maxine waters before we said want to tear him down lebron don't let these people tear you down you're the greatest basketball player of all time all you got to do is go out there play some basketball right play some basketball you got your philanthropies go help out go do what you can do in fact when you're this big it actually says more to just do things and not put out statements Right? Like, if you just no, do something and then it's a story is, and you don't put out a statement, like, a, so, so
1: we got, we, again, we got to take yeah. into context why he's vocal now, why he's, he's because he feels like he's a part of this, yeah, so he feels like a legitimate of, part of this movement because of the comments that were made about him and him not being able to speak on social issues, uh, and just shut up and dribble, yeah. So, for now, because he did, a yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> More than a vote movement he created a lot of movements off of that uh scandal like he created
0: off. a, a is, is it a movie or something that's actually or like a something like a show or something that he created that's actually called um
1: yeah more than an, more there's more than a vote and then more than an athlete i think
0: yeah it's like more than an athlete um mm-hmm. but like he i i think it was a show that was called like he took that statement right like shut up and dribble and actually made like a sh- like some kind of a video or something out of it, yeah, which is yeah, exactly. which is funny. So, so
1: for him now in these situations, right, going on with that theme and that pledge that he's like, you know what, we need to speak about this. We cannot be quiet as as professional athletes. He's gonna come out and say something, right?
0: When he, he says "we," I, I legitimately think he's talking about the whole movement. I think he's he's an integral part of it, because he's so big. I don't think when he says "we," he's just talking about athletes.
1: No, I, I know, but I'm saying like. You said that, oh, he should not be making statements, but be, continue doing his work uh, uh, with the philanthropies and, 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 and helping out the community and doing all this yeah. stuff, right? And focus on some yes. saying. So because of that scandal, that shut up and dribble, he's now pledged to be able to speak on these issues. So now when these issues happen, he's going to have to speak on it because he's more than mm-hmm. an athlete. So he, he has put himself in a position where um, he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. But it's better for him if he does.
0: If you want to shut up the haters, the best way is to continue to speak, like you're saying. But make sure when you say things, they hit the right note. Because the people who want to shut you down, they're saying you just don't hit the right note.
1: And and that's what I'm saying. You're so off the, key.
0: So the same the same platform,
1: Fox News, that said that they should shut up and dribble, right? Yeah. That's that's the one that had the article with him saying that he's targeting the police officer who shot the girl who was lunging at another girl with a knife.
0: So that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get when you don't, course. when you put things out and you don't, I'm not saying that he didn't think about it, because I don't know what his mindset was in the moment, but there are better, there are better ways he could have put this out in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's, um, man, we are, we're rolling through these, these, these topics through this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'll wrap we got. up soon though. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Overall, just to kind of finish this uh, podcast up, then
2: mm-hmm.
0: where do you think the movement goes from here? Um, what do you think Black Lives Matter will be? I just want to bring into context this podcast in itself, it's entire creation from like you know, the having the three of us on and everything mm-hmm. was because of these issues these issues were the thing that we first felt like people got to speak out about this. You can't be quiet. Um, yeah. and before we were, we were been, on, you were saying than, like
2: you care about
0: podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. More than a podcast. Yeah. you were saying before, before the podcast, when we were just talking that, um, for you, like you definitely care about this movement. So, in your opinion where do you see it going from here and what do you think will happen or what do you think it should do from here if you have any thoughts I think, on that
1: i think the movement um has it's it's become a, a thing on its own separate from i guess the founders even though they're still taking a lot of money from it but we have <laughs> The Black Lives Matter uh, uh, banners in, like I said, English uh, Premier League, they have it on, on uh, some, some of the stadiums. They have them on the, uh, in the stands where the fans are supposed to be sitting. Um, yeah. They're still taking the knee uh, for, for, for uh, no racism and Black Lives Matter. Um, it's become a statement that's international. It's not just American anymore, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we had the interview with Wally uh, last year. Uh, talking about the protests that were happening here in Edmonton for Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. what he's done in the community for that. If you have not checked it out, you can go check it out on Spotify. Um, but it, 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 it's 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 this thing that has become now an international idea. Yeah. So wherever it goes next, like w- w- the only thing I fear is the f- when it. When we cannot differentiate between a time where uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is the theme and when actual police work is being done. Okay. So we don't want it to become every single time there's an issue with police officers uh, or or, or, or an issue that has a a black uh, victim and a white police officer, we just throw it on there because then that will water down what the movement is for. Mm Right? Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that we should ignore other cases, but I think we should actually be able to separate how we feel and actually uh, evaluate each case by case before and then make the decision. A lot of people hear oh, black person got shot, it was a white person that shot them, a police officer, and then they go into activism mode. Mm -hmm. And then whatever information that you start getting at that point is you're taking it through the lens of an activist and not a civilian who's trying to listen and, and, and find a better uh um way to cooperate with police officers in the community. So when as as the idea is growing, I don't want it to become like a radical thing. I want people to still have the 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 the, the I guess the time and and, 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 and think things through and, and, and separate situation from situation and be able to to, to understand that Running around and saying Black Lives Matter to every single case is only going to make Black Lives Matter not be as serious as it is right now.
0: This is exactly what we're talking about before is you got to keep that. You got to keep that high ground. Yep. And if you and if you make every case about Black Lives Matter, eventually people are going to be like, okay, some of these black guys deserve to be arrested. Some of this guy was dangerous in this situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And, and and then that's gonna paint a brush on all the cases that we actually need to be advocating for, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, it's it sucks whenever anyone is killed by the police, uh, unarmed, uh, or if they can d- escalate the situation like they do in some of the cases that are not involving black people. But we also gotta be aware that um I forgot who mentioned this last year, uh, when they were talking about the I think it was Donald Trump. <laughs> They asked him how he feels about the Black Lives Matter. And he said, well, police kill more white people per year than black people, right? And because of the political climate at the time, it may seem like getting care. But if you look at the numbers or how they record the numbers, right, that's actually factual, right? So the police killing, that is the issue. And our issue now is also the fact that when they kill black people, it seems like they keep getting away or they used to, until mm-hmm. this case that we've seen with Derek Chauvin. Um, we'll say the, the girl that walked in and, 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 and killed Botham Jean in his apartment, um, mm-hmm. she was arrested for it too. Um, but then, they, they were far in between. In most cases, we feel like these are like open and shut cases, and we they, they walk away, and people feel some type of way about it, right? But, we can, the issue is police should not be killing civilians uh, who are unarmed Willy nilly and just get away with it, and I think that's what we as a side need to end up understanding. That is the main goal of what the movement is.
0: What about um, you? Um, I I agree with everything you said. I think you you're definitely right. For me, right now, what I what scares me the most is right now. There's an entire generation of people growing up who are consistently watching black death on their TVs or on their phones or wherever it may be. And what's going to happen now that this Chauvin case is over and police, a police officer, people have a a case to say, Hey, this is a police officer who messed up. He was arrested and he killed a minority. And that was messed up Mm -hmm. because of that case police around the nation are more aware and they understand that, that's going to change policing a lot. Um, But it's also going to, it's also going to create this, this uh, resiliency between the black community and police even more. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And the amount of, imagine right now if you were like 10, 11 years old, And all you see on TV, just keep on seeing like every two, three days, another black person died, another black person died. Mm -hmm. How that is going to affect you mentally growing up, how that affects the way an entire generation of black people sees the police. I, I think those things are important. Yeah. One thing that I think it can can legitimately be changed and. it's, It's very possible is changing police training and uh, the rules and laws around police training especially for the states the states are quiet but they're the ones responsible for deciding how much training police get and and how good that training is mm-hmm. the issue right now is it, who wants to be a police officer <laughs> yeah like, like right. nationwide like who actually wants to be a police officer knowing this climate Especially if you're, if you're a white guy. If you're going to be a police officer and you're a white guy, you're afraid. Even if you're a great police officer and you're a white guy, you're afraid every single time you, ha- you deal with, with someone who's African-American.
1: You also don't want the radical people who are opposing the Black Lives Matter movement to be like, you know what? Now I'm going yeah. to be a police officer. Exactly. Attacking the mm-hmm. Blue Lives Matter or whatever it is that they came up with.
0: You don't want it to be a thing of one side versus the other. Yeah. this movement has to can't become political and right now everything is in these political bounds Mm -hmm. so there is so it's important that this movement is able to if it wants to push on i i think the derek chauvin case should be a springboard to be like okay it happened here now let's keep on holding them accountable let's keep on holding them accountable at the same at the same time the fact that twice as many white people are dying out there at the hands of police than black people, and I don't hear about any of those white people, it makes me think, okay, what is it about black death that, is, that makes uh, these legacy this legacy media? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Are we fetishizing black death to the point where it's something people... Because I don't actually want to go on my phone and see all these black people dying all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to see that. Yeah. But I keep on seeing it. Yeah. So it makes money. I
1: get it. I, I get it. I, I get into beef with Jen all the time because you mm. will look at some news and be like, hey, look at this. I'm like, yo, stop showing me bad news. I can't I all, <laughs> those, all of those pages because they yeah. only
0: promote the death of black people for the most part. So, yeah. How in in just this week, on the same day, that we get the Derek Chauvin triple guilty verdict on the exact same day. Another person dies and they're showing it's in our face. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now what is this? we're trying to like perpetuate this on the next episode. Right. Yeah. On the right. (laughs) Dragon balls. (laughs) This was supposed to feel yeah. This Derek Chauvin trial at the end of it was supposed to be not a happy moment. Yeah. But a moment where we're like relief, relief, right? But it, it still feels like I'm was, holding my breath. It was short lived. <laughs> right? It still yeah, feels like even, I'm holding my breath.
1: Even before the trial the, the, the verdict came out, uh Dante Wright mm. was killed uh with the air freshness in his car. Exactly. In Minneapolis. Right. And that was that that made international news because mm. of the the, the 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 I guess the weight on the Derek Chauvin trial. So oh. and then a week later, uh. Um, Kaya uh Brian was killed. And that became international news too. So it's 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 like constant. It's like, oh there you go, there you go, there you go. And
0: Yeah. So we also have to think about like the psychological um effects of that. Like Mm -hmm. over long over the long term. We understand we're what like 25, 26 years old, 26, 27, whatever it may be. We're we're at the point where we grew up, we understand that it wasn't always like this it's just that now we're watching it more. Yep. There are people who don't have that that past to look back at where they didn't see black people dying on TV all the time. Yep. That's 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 what TV is to them. It, that is what TV is that is what the news is. Yep. And the truth is twice as many white people die at the hands of police than black people. America has a problem with police brutality. Period. Part of that problem has to do with the fact that everybody has guns, and there's no reason to to act like we can't acknowledge that. And on top of and on top of all of this, on top of all of this, at the same time, the media is making it seem like this is what people want to watch. No, I'm not saying that I want to see a white kid die on TV. I'm just yeah. saying that if you're gonna show me the black guy dying. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna show me the black guy dying, at least tell me about the two white guys Yeah, die. Yeah,
1: be consistent.
0: <laughs> right, Don't, like I'm, yeah. yeah. Don't do, cause then
1: it's about narrative, right? When you just mm-hmm. show, show one side of the coin the whole time, everybody's gonna think it's just one side of coin. Yeah, You gotta show both sides and be like, hey, this is the issue uh, in, in in this country, it's police mm-hmm. brutality,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And it's a Black Lives Matter that's supporting uh, black victims and their families, right? Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the main issue especially people that are against that, would be like, yo, the issue here is police brutality. And yes, changing the laws of police brutality, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whatever movement it is that's against police brutality, will benefit everyone. safer for everyone. Yes, yes. Be- because the numbers are, are, are not lying. There's, there's, there's uh, Hispanics that get killed by police are, are unarmed. There's black people who get killed. There's white people who get killed. There's Asians who get killed. Everybody gets killed by police who are unarmed. The problem is the police battalion. That's what we're focusing on, right? It just happens that this movement is made by the black people for the black mm-hmm. victims. Mm-hmm.
0: And I also want to see a movement out there. Can we please have some kind of movement, um, if it's not Black Lives Matter, that is fighting for the black people who are being killed by black people? Legitimately. Legitimately and the, there are movements out there, but they're not they don't carry this, uh they don't get carried that far. People it's don't get as excited news. about them.
1: The news and, is not reporting on them. And it is news, right? It is news. They talk Imagine, about, the, they don't talk about yeah. the activism going on in the communities about people trying to actually no actively remove guns from their, their community, actively uh involve young uh, uh, uh black males into like sports or or, or these these mm. uh support groups that help them find better ways
0: of uh, i guess yeah you have like like you were saying like just sports like getting young kids to do more things to be actually uh to be more involved yeah and in, like what at school or whatever it takes them it, it takes the time away for them to get more involved in things like gang violence whatever it may be so when a lot of people bring this up immediately people hit the hit in their head they're like well, Black Lives Matter isn't about, um, isn't about uh, that. It's it's fighting something else. Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm saying. I just want this other thing to be also talked about. Yeah. Yeah, and it's important he, that if we talk about one, let's, let's please talk about the other. Because when we do that, we also think about the more than a thousand people that die every single year due to the it, black on black violence. And mm-hmm. it's, it, Yeah. Go ahead. The main issue is
1: we live in an era where people curate their content. Mm. So if you don't look for certain things, you may never see them, even though they're happening, right? So, mm. you know my son? Yeah. Rapper my son, mm-hmm. he's, he's been to jail before. Uh, he came back out. He's continued his career. He's an activist now. He was with Tamika Mallory in uh, um, Kentucky when the whole Brianna Taylor thing was going down during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, but in his native, in his hometown, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's from New York. Uh, he has had multiple uh, programs uh taking part in he talked about it in on like F- funk flex or, or uh, the breakfast club where he's actively trying to connect with young black teens and, and black like young black men and and actually educate them on the reality of the life of uh, the gang life or the, the life of criminality or whatever it is right and yeah what, what what that future looks like for most people, and giving them a chance to actually pick the right path at a very young age, right? Those are people who, you, you're not going to catch them on, on, yeah. on CNN giving interviews. You
0: you you bring up a really good point. That's because I what immediately hit my mind because I care about football. What immediately hit my mind is like the the Snoop Youth League mm-hmm. in in California, yeah. and like if you really think about how many kids that's helping out. That's amazing. The community, how much it helps out the community, that's amazing. But uh, like you're saying, those things don't get. It did end up getting a Netflix show, but we hear about it. Why? It's it's just cool, but we want to see it's, little it's, kids it's, hitting each other. It's when that's why they're watching it. Yeah, when platforms
1: yeah. like this highlight it, right? Like we talk mm-hmm. about. Oh, we are aware that not only. Is Black Lives Matter out there fighting for Black people, but we also know that there's certain individuals who are in this community. Like people always like to point out the, the issues of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And that that, that 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 is like I, I was watching the the history on why this uh, uh, thing goes on for so long. This is a, not a, a
0: one generation issue in Chicago. <laughs> Those were nice neighborhoods before. That's <laughs> the most that's the most messed up part about it. And and, and when, <laughs> yeah,
1: when when the the gangs were started back in the day or whatever, what they were meant to do, right? Mm. And then a talk on uh, the, I mean the war on drugs and how a lot of black people incarcerated uh back in the nineties and all that stuff, right? White flight, right? And 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 all that stuff. The, the, yeah, the culture that they and I'm not saying that these gangs, a lot of them had a positive outlook when they started. That's mm. what they were for, right? But Mm. the people who started them were not able to connect with the people that are coming up now. And what Mm. that gang mentality has done is now it it has morphed into a new thing, right? And it it has been perpetuated for generations. So we talked about how people may perceive uh, uh, um, Black Lives Matter or Black Death as the thing on TV because they're born into a world where that's constantly in front of them, right? Yeah, now, these are young men and young uh, girls who are born into society that has this thing. That 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 is the thing. That's what happens. We don't like those guys from two blocks down. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing that they grow up in, and that's their reality, right? So having to go there and actually break those, um, what you call it, generational traumas, barriers,
0: barriers, yeah, yeah, and,
1: and barriers and traumas, right? Mm. And having to go down that takes a lot of effort, and and when pe- I think. When we say people are not doing enough, it actually hurts the people that are doing it because mm. it's not an easy thing. The reason why the police, uh, the police brutality issue is, I guess, a main focus for a lot of people is because this is, you have the responsibility to protect all these people, right? <laughs> so you going around and executing people on the street is not right, period
0: i i get that i i really do i really do get that point but at the same time maybe it's because i'm over rationalizing right mm-hmm. at the same time my mind what's killing the most black people it's other black people that's also we have to be worried about that and if we focus in on the what is that i think it was like was it it was in 2019 or 2020 the 41 black people who were unarmed and shot by police, we, we forget about this entire other group of these things that are going on. And these structural things where we change communities do far bigger changes over time. Yeah, but then... Yeah.
1: It's, it's, I guess it's going to be like the, the, the egg and the chicken kind of argument, right? Because you have... Dante Everybody has their Wright. fight, yeah. Dante Wright, 20 years old, right? Got mm-hmm. killed, I think he has a kid. Right, yeah that's gonna be another kid that grows up without a father,
0: yeah,
1: right. We have uh um brianna Taylor she was like twenty five twenty six I don't know if she had a kid or not, but let's say she did that's mm-hmm. gonna be another kid growing up without a mother, and these are families that are that keep being broken up by uh, uh um senseless uh police brutality where people are supposed to be protecting them right yeah. and then on the flip side of that, we're having. All these young black men that are killing each other or young black women or those have what's happening in these communities right mm-hmm. there's a lack of leadership that is very uh I guess you can say it's very clear for mm-hmm. most of this most of these communities there's a mm-hmm. structural imbalance um financially like the goals like what people are looking forward to like what people are aiming for they're making the they may, you make enough money to get out but people choose not to they choose to stay and and flex or whatever it is right and this mm-hmm. is not to paint a brush on on, on all all those communities but i'm saying there is a certain mentality that is perpetuated
0: in that community yeah but the, the, here's what gets difficult right yeah is when you say it that way what the, the, the truth is there's a the, there are certain cultural issues yeah right that that need to be dealt with mm-hmm And by culture, I just mean, like you're saying, these things have lasted long over time and people grow up into a world where they feel like this is their reality. Yeah. And that reality, okay, how do I succeed? Uh, That's a a very difficult way of succeeding. I can also just join a gang, join that gang, do some things, but I'm going to make a lot of money and I'll make it really young. Mm -hmm. So those are, that's an option to people. So yeah. we have to remember that the options to somebody who grows up in the suburbs don't usually include joining a gang, and and the, and the options
1: for after school activities and things yeah. that are are constantly and, and it sucks because yeah. a lot of these schools are funded by the, the I guess the median income of the people in that community, right? Yeah, which is only which only <laughs> makes it worse. Yeah, which, which makes it worse, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're able to. So that's why you have people who volunteer. Like, I worked in, in the social work back in Ontario, and, 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 mm-hmm. and we had a lot of people who would come and volunteer to do certain activities in the summertime with the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. When people would come in and have, like, uh, I guess clubs for the, the pre-teens or the teenagers, right? And we had, like, spaces that were open for, like, people who were going from teenagers to young adults uh teaching people career career choices but you gotta make that choice to go there but also the fact that these things are actively being uh promoted in the school like after school you see like all the people there you got mm. the, the the those kids who are part of it trying to recruit more kids and make friends with the new kids and bring them on to their club or whatever it is right yeah and certain communities don't even have that and you this is what I'm saying and, and you know what and, I, and, and in, we in don't want to blast that,
0: we don't want to blast just the US right like Ontario We've both been in a bit, uh, lived in Ontario for a bit. Yeah, has a serious gang problem right now, like Toronto, mm-hmm. right? So some of these things, it's like, like you're saying, it's 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 the way that these uh, communities, uh, the history of these communities, and how it affects them over time, it makes a difference. Yep.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, support. Your community support, uh, uh, the the youngins uh, talk to them. Uh, actually, be be active like the big brother, or whatever. When you have free time and go and volunteer if you can. Um, I know you and Justice have volunteered and helped in the community before. Uh, you guys are very active in the community, and it's inspiring when uh, 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 young people, you know, take it upon themselves to make to be the change. And I think that's the ultimate message for people that do listen to this podcast or people that have access to mm-hmm. resources to, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to look at LeBron James to build a school. Um, that's great to change, but mm-hmm. there are certain things that we can do at every single level to, uh, avoid certain, uh, uh,
0: outcomes for communities as a whole. For sure. For sure. Um, I think we covered, we covered a lot. This has been a dope podcast uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um thank you guys for listening in it's been really good we'll catch you guys on the next episode have a good one
1: peace